All right, folks, we are here with another episode of the VSP Video Selling Podcast. This week's episode is really exciting. Uh, We have Paul Stewart, Virtual Sales Account Manager from Cisco. And what's really interesting about Paul is he's been doing some really creative videos. I might say like maybe our top three or five most creative video creators over the last few years uh, using OneMob and you know, he's very experienced with video. So very excited to have him on and tell his story and share some examples and what he's doing. Um, and I think it's gonna be a really great episode. Rob, what are you excited about? Yeah, so Paul loves technology. So you'll kind of get that from this episode. Um, and he talks a little bit about everything from how he comes up with his creative ideas, why he likes to add music and personal stories to kind of evoke that emotion. Um, talks about being a virtual account manager and how he has to use video to help him scale. And um, also even gets into like, when's the best time to send a mass email or mass video or something like that. So really great episodes. Without further ado, let's hand it over to Paul. Thank you for joining the VSP podcast. Um, Can you give us a little bit of insight about uh, your role? Tell us a little bit about you um, and how you started using video and or OneMob. Yeah, well, Rob, Kyle, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. So as I mentioned, my name is Paul Stewart. I am currently a virtual sales account manager at Cisco Systems. I've been here about six and a half years. I really enjoy my time here. And uh, as far as video goes, um, we started using OneMob here a few years ago. I've always been a pretty uh, avid uh, video user or user of technology, uh, so this kind of hit right in my wheelhouse. Um, I remember using my grandfather's you know, old put-on-the-shoulder camera when I was a kid and making little goofy movies then. Um, <laughs> and as technology and time has gone on, it's become easier and easier to edit and make really cool videos that look uh, really good. Yeah, you do a heck of a job making videos, uh, and that's, you know, when we started this podcast, we were like, we have to get Paul Stewart on, because your <laughs> videos just, they stand out uh, amongst, like, a lot of the other ones we see, just based on the creativity, the things that you think of, um, and just the originality of them. You really kind of put out these videos that, you know, make a connection with your customer, I think, and, and I feel that, because the first time I met you in person was what two weeks ago right yeah, and yeah. i felt like i've already known you for a long time <laughs> right and i've never you know we've talked on the phone a couple times but yeah. uh, i never had met you in person so um you know kudos to you for kind of really being able to to turn on the camera and you know put out these messages and make that kind of personal connection which i'm sure helps you uh do your job and, and kind of hit your goals yeah, um, absolutely. So I'm like so I'm a virtual account manager. So I'm in North Carolina, and my customers are in uh, Florida, or you know, Florida and a little bit of Georgia. So I need to do something to, like you said, make that personal connection, make it seem like I'm more more than just a voice over the phone, right? So it's putting a face with a voice. It's um, and I've like you said, I've shared some videos with my family involved. Uh, we got a new dog a couple of years ago, which I wasn't happy about, but. People like dogs. I put, I put one with a puppy on there, right? So that that worked out. Um, but 
doing things like that, I think, like you said, it, it does show that you're a real person, that you care more about them. You show them that you're not just trying to sell them something, but you're trying to create a relationship and, and create a partnership together. So that's, that's part of what the goal is in, in sharing a lot of the videos and showing a little more on the, on the personal side as well. Yeah, and best practice number one is if you have a puppy, put that puppy in your video. <laughs> but, so, so it's funny. So I guess a couple weeks before, um, I have a uh, my manager was on, and, and she's an attractive lady. I said, all right, hey, let's let's do a video together. So we we did one together, and and we got a decent amount of views. And I said, all right, get this new dog. Let's let's do one with a puppy, and let's see how many viewerships that one gets. And so the puppy video actually got more videos than the pretty girl video. So <laughs> puppy power, yeah. man, puppy power. Do, do what you will with that, I guess, right? Yeah, uh, the, the puppy always helps. I have a puppy, and Kyle, I don't know if your dog's still a puppy, but it's still cute enough. I'm not a puppy anymore, every once in a while, yeah, right? Like People yeah. love dogs. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, one thing you do, like you said, it's not just you, it's not just the puppy. Like, you bring other elements into those videos. Like, I've seen, you know, your, your baby. I've seen, like, your house. I've seen your backyard. So that, again, just makes it feel like I know you without even actually meeting you in person. So great job with that. And really what we wanted to kind of dive into is the how. Like, how does Paul Stewart make these awesome videos? Can you give us a little bit of insight into, like, the – the process from the creative process as far as like how do I even think of these ideas that I'm putting out there and how do I actually execute them? Like what am I recording them on? Am I doing some extra editing? How am I doing that? What can you show us uh, behind the curtains? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so as far as editing tools and videoing, it's literally all Apple products. Uh, I have my iPhone. It's an iPhone 8. It's Nothing special. It's the regular one, right? No, nothing crazy there. Um, and then uh, Apple also has iMovie on the Mac, which I use. Um, so you can be as detailed or not as detailed as you'd like on that. There's a ton of things. If I see something that looks neat, I'll go to YouTube or I'll Google it and say, how did somebody video this? And there's always a tutorial on there. Sometimes you got to sit through some boring stuff to figure it out. But um, it's all about just trial and error, right? So that's, those are the tools I utilize, you know, 100% of the time. And, and it makes a lot of fun. Like I said, iMovie does a good job of, it's pretty instinctive. It's pretty easy to use um, initially if you just want to do something real basic. But there are ways to kind of, uh, you know, circumnavigate the system and, and add some other cool things in there. There's some add-ons you can do, that sort of thing. Um, so I, I do some of that as well. So the, the tools are, are really simple, but again, it's one of those things, if you take a little more time, take a little more, uh, you know, put a little more care and love into it, I think it really comes across on the video when you're presenting it to your colleagues, you know, friends or customers, right? So, um, and then as far as inspiration, it really comes from a lot of different places, right? Sometimes I'll just hear, I'll hear a line from a song, like, yeah, that was pretty neat. Or, um, like I did the one video that had kind of a, a Japanese anime style. I watched Scott Pilgrim vs. the World the week before. I was like, man, I'd, I'd love to try something like that. And so my, well, I'm certainly not as good as that because of my limited resources, right? But, 
I tried, and I think it came across that way. Um, I did one where I kind of talked over a grouping of pictures. So uh, in a previous life, I played minor league baseball for 10 years. So um, we just got done watching Steel and Dreams as a family. I was like, and I love that opening monologue on there. So I was like, man, I just want to, so I just ripped it from that. Like there, there was no creativity. That was just me stealing, right? I was, I was a 1990s <laughs> rapper in that case, just, you know, borrowing somebody's, uh, you know, air quotes there, borrowing somebody's beat, and I was speaking over top of it. So, um, like, really, for me, it, it comes from a lot of different places. And then, uh, you know, there's certainly initiatives we have here at work where it's, you know, security, wireless, whatever it is. It's, you try to be creative as you can with those as well, right? So making it fun uh, while at the same, same time giving some substance to the to your customers as well. Yeah. No, I love that, Paul. I mean, what I want to know is when you start, when you, like, take this Field of Dreams example, right? You watch the movie or Scott Pilgrim. You said, hey, I want to make a video like that. What's that next step? Like, because what I love about your videos is that they have a story almost, right? They're not just kind of hacked together in a sense where you're just picking up the puppy and being like, hey, here's a puppy. By the way, buy these <laughs> products, right? Like, that's not your video. They have a story to them. They really do. And, and like, that's what, when I watch your videos, that's what keeps me engaged, even if they're 45 seconds, minute and a half or whatever. But like, it's almost like a story unfolding. How do you create that story? Do you think of it before? Do you have an idea of what like the end video is like? And then do you write, do you storyboard, or do you just kind of go in and make it? Like, what's your process like from idea to actually starting? Yeah. So, so there's been a couple of legit storyboarded. We have whiteboards everywhere here and it, it makes it kind of fun. And it makes it look you like you're really important when you're doing stuff like that, but yeah, it's just you know, silly little pictures. <laughs> but um, uh, shenanigans, yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. I'll, uh, but I, I do have kind of that vision of you know whatever the product is that we're going to be selling or promoting or whatever it might be. Um, so I have an idea of what it is, and then you have that. So you, I have kind of a big vision in my head, and then I try to narrow it down in, into smaller chunks as to. I, what what does the customer need to hear? Uh, how can I relay that message in, in a simple way? And how can I present a call to action or you know a follow up step for them on at the end of the video? Um, so, it, and the the fun part is like I said, being creative and, and trying to find a way to do that. And when I send my videos, I, I try to present them to customers as if I'm talking to my my kids, right? My 15 year old, 13 year old, eight year old, uh, two year old would understand, but try to present it to them where they would understand the message I'm, I'm bringing across. Because sometimes we're speaking to, I, everybody's really smart, but some are more technical than others. So I wanted to, you know, we're trying to reach a broad spectrum of customers. You know, occasionally we'll send very targeted messages out. So that's when I grab one of my engineers and the messages are super nerdy and it's like, oh yeah, here we go. Um, but, yeah, exactly. But you're right. I do try to create a narrative along the whole message, try to make it consistent, try to make it flow. Um, and that's really just having done it, you know, having done it now, I don't really need to script out anything. I can just kind of see it in my mind's eye and it flows through really easily. Um, and some of it's, you know, getting some help from colleagues around here, making sure I get the right shots and sort of thing. But I try to be as efficient with it as we possibly can. Uh, so again, it's just, Having that idea of right, what what are we trying to do, who are we talking to, and how can we make that message in a clear, concise manner 
so that they'll like it and hopefully want to learn more about it. Yeah, and have that call to action at the end. I love that you Absolutely. mentioned that. I think that's super important in the, in the videos just to give people that next step. You mentioned scripts. Um, you know, you don't use scripts anymore um, given the experience now, but when you first started, did you use scripts? Did you write it, like write out what you were going to say or bullet points, things like that? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, like I said, if I was in a room like, like the one I'm sitting in now, we have a whiteboard, I would just put the camera on the whiteboard and basically read from the thing. I was like, oh, that doesn't look great. Then I realized, okay, I can, I can edit this, so I don't need to read and you, know, you see my eyes shifting all around. So that's yeah. when I would take digestible chunks of information the way I could present them. So two or three sentences at a time, say that in a, in a clear way to make sure it looked good. You know, gather myself, compose myself, and then say say the next three sentences again, and then just edit out that little piece. You know, change the angle a little bit so it looks like it's a free flowing message, right? So that's that's one of the great things about videos and being able to edit them. You don't have to speak for three straight minutes on it's something you might not be super comfortable about, right? Yeah. Use video, use editing to make it look like this free-flowing message where everything is clear, concise, and smooth. But in reality, it took you, it, for a 30-second message, it took you 30 minutes to get all those lines out because you wanted to say them in a certain way. So, yeah. you know, the power of editing, the power of using, as I said, everybody, and, you know, I saw somebody had a Samsung Note the other day, and they showed me the quality of camera. It's amazing. It's almost like people are making cameras now that, happen to make phone calls well, yeah. as well, whereas, <laughs> yeah, whereas right. before it was, yeah. you know, the, the other way around. Um, and people, and I saw, I just saw the iPhone 11 looks amazing with the, the cameras and the quality of video. and pictures better and better every year, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so that's that's the thing, too. But if, if you're out there trying to, you know, you don't just sit there and think you have to do it in one take. You know, use, use iMovie. There's other free editing um, tools online that you can use. Uh, certainly, I've tried a couple of others. It's just I move it's easy, it's convenient, and it's it's free on my laptop. So I yeah. just said it. Hey, powerful yeah. tool right at your fingertips, man. Why not use it? Um, I love that. Uh, I have one more question just on this topic before we move on. Yeah. When you approach these videos and you're thinking, you know, you're thinking about uh, doing a video, um, you mentioned it might take you like 30 minutes, right, to kind of record it, put it together, um, yeah. or so. And now I'm sure you can't do that for every single one of your messages, you know, uh, or you'd be making videos all day, every day, right? Which, which would yeah. be too productive. So how do you approach, like, when do you take that time and how do you justify taking that time to make one of these more creative videos versus something you might just record and quickly send out within a couple of minutes? Like, how do you approach that? And do you have any sort of like criteria or anything like that to say like, Hey, this does justify me putting in that effort and, um, you know, spending that 30 minutes instead of three minutes to record a video. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so I've always been one to, uh, if, if I'm going to put my name on it, I'm going to make sure it looks as good as it possibly can. And that's, that's fair. <laughs> whether it was my, my 10th grade history project or a video that I'm putting out now, I've yeah. always been one to, uh, I don't want to say overachieve, but make something look as good as it possibly can. So, um, I, I probably tend to take a little more time than I should, but um, as far as uh, your question, I, I have a lot of customers, so for me, it's all about scale, right? And for me to send out a one-month video to 1,500 different accounts, it, it makes all the sense in the world to send 
you know, 30 minutes, an hour, two hours on editing a video where I know I'm going to get eyes, ears, and, uh, you know, people understanding what we're talking about rather than me calling, you know, how long is it going to take me to call 1,500 customers all year, right? It's it's never going to happen. So the ability for for one mob and for using videos is it's instrumental. Like it's it's critical in my accounts, right? In my my current position. Um, and like so just that scale is to be able to do that is is amazing. And like I love I love using the timer method. So I've, I've gone through a lot of different uh, iterations of this. Like when is the best time to send it a one mob out, right? So I'll perform the video and then I'll set the customers. And so I, I try different things to see when people are most apt to open the video. So I try to be strategic with that as well um, when setting that timer to get the videos out there to the customers. Do you find any find any findings from that? Like when is the best time to send a one mob? I, so I found typically <laughs> between yeah, typically between eight thirty and nine o'clock. Um, okay. Uh, Tuesdays Tuesdays are typically the best days I've found, um, and. Because my thoughts are between 8:39, most everybody is either rolling into the office or just rolling into the office, so you're at the top of their inbox. Mondays are generally filled with a lot of internal meetings, people getting back from the weekend, figuring things out. Tuesday they're actually back kind of in their normal workflow, um, so that works out. And then, you know, Thursday and Friday people are wrapping up projects, shutting things down, yeah. trying to leave early, so they're not as apt to open those messages. Or you know, take the time to be upset. Tuesday between eight thirty, eight thirty and yeah. ten are like the what I found is the kind of best times. That's that's, that's funny a tip, that. and I'm gonna give one yeah. mob a cheap plug here. You can schedule <laughs> your emails in one mob to to go out Tuesdays <laughs> or at any time right. you want them to go out. But I'd follow Paul's advice: Tuesdays eight thirty and nine a.m. Right, not p.m. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I re- recently came across a study that actually said the exact same thing. I can't remember who it was from, SendGrid or something okay. like that. It sends a bunch of emails. But um, same thing, Tuesday mornings, that was the best best open rates and best uh, engagement. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, uh, and then sometimes it's, yeah, I was just helping a friend here with one. She's going to a conference next week. So she wanted to send one out to all the people who have registered, saying, hey, it's me. I'm going to be down there. Would love to see you. So she sent that out. Today, the conference starts next Wednesday. So, again, some of it depends on when an event is, whatever it is. But, yeah, uh, you can't only send emails Tuesday yeah, at 8.30 to 10. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but, again, that's just another another cool way of using video to to get the message out there and, and share. You know, they're giving away a, a free pair of AirPods, so she was talking about that. So I'm Ooh. sure people are probably interested in that. I'm curious for your feedback also, Paul, on – on the length of videos. So, and it's funny yeah. because one of my favorite videos of yours is one of your last ones where you're introducing yourself to, I believe, a new territory. And yeah. you made this like five minute video on your, in your car. And I would, I usually never tell people to make a five minute video, but I watched your entire five minute video. Must, you must have been <laughs> traffic or something. Like I know you edited it and uh, you even started talking about podcasts at some point, like your favorite podcast. And, you know, that's why we're having you on, too, so we make that list yeah. next, next video. Yeah. Uh, but what <laughs> – first, nice job with that video. Um, but, like, what kind of advice can you give as far as the length of video? And, and, you know, tell me kind of what happened with that video. How many people actually watched the whole thing? 
So, so that video was like three and a half minutes, okay? Well, Not five. <laughs> it seemed like it was forever, Paul. It was now. No, um, it was about three and a half minutes. Um, so I have a 45-minute commute every day uh, to and back, right? Uh, so I spent a lot of time in the car. I was like, man, just let me, let me be real with my people. Let me talk to them while I'm in the car. So it was just, it was legit like 40 minutes worth of footage. And then initially I had it narrowed down. It was just me talking, uh, just nonsense. Some of the stuff about what what I plan to do with the territory, and then so, like I talked about an energy, my energy drinks that I like to drink. I talked about my favorite podcast. There's some other stuff that I left out, but like I was driving by a town where there was our big rival in high school, so I was telling like old high school war stories about baseball and basketball, and like there. I thought there was like at least 15 minutes of gold in there, but I knew people wanted to watch that. So anywho, um, well maybe. So, Maybe you put out like the uh, director's cut later for like your top customers at the end of the or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. So so it was a little, it was it was probably three and a half minutes or so. But I do I because I've been so consistent with the video messages, I've got like this core little following of like twelve to fifteen people that are gonna watch every one of my videos no matter what. Uh, and so that that makes you feel good, right? You know you're getting to them. You know, and they're typically pretty good customers, right? But they're watching them, and they enjoy them, and it kind of breaks up the monotony of their day. Um, but again, that, that it was just it was a lot of fun for me because I was just kind of off the cuff, and I didn't have to go by a script. I was just saying things, and then like, okay. And after I got done saying, I was like, oh, that was good. I'm going to use that one. And then again, with the power of editing, I could go in and kind of flip it all around and make sure everything was uh, a smooth, concise message, right? Um, yeah. And that's a, you know, that's a huge takeaway for me on this is I feel like if you can take a little time to er, to learn the editing tricks, it will make your recording easier because you're yeah, going to know that, hey, I'm going to just put on the camera and record, but I can always go back and edit out like my bad takes. So yeah. that's really great advice to anyone that's out there that, you know, is starting to make these videos and just doesn't have that editing knowledge you can use these tools like Adobe that's out there, iMovie yeah. that's out there. Um, yeah, Adobe Premiere is really good. And there's some, yeah, there's some other ones that are more expensive and and not as intuitive but really, really cool that are good. Um, and as far as length, length of video, really, I think is dependent upon what, what you're trying to do, the message you're trying to get across. Genuinely, I try to keep them 45 seconds or less, um, but I – I mentioned earlier, I sent one out last year with one of my engineers, and for me, it was it was one of my least favorite videos. It was me and him at the beginning saying, hey, here's an intro to something we're going to be talking about, and then for five minutes, he went on with just this super, it was good. It was really good, but it was super nerdy, right? And, but the people who responded to it absolutely loved it. They thought it was the best thing. It was super helpful, and I'm like, well... That worked out, but it was like five, six minutes, right? So um, I'm planning on doing more of kind of those uh, more meat, meat and potatoes kind of messages to some of the uh, more technical customers this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely know your audience and kind of fine tune yeah. those messages to them, right? Uh, so that was one of my favorite videos, even though it was a bit longer uh, than than your normal one. Uh, <laughs> but Kyle, do you have any uh, any Paul Stewart favorite videos? 
Um, I, I love the baseball one you did last. Like, it got me – there was one you did, I think, that, like, actually got me emotional, and a tear almost <laughs> came down my eye. Um, uh, I, I can't remember exactly what it was about, the product exactly, but I remember actually getting emotional about it, and I was like, wow. Again, it comes back to that story, right, where you, like, actually told the story in the video, and it it just kept me engaged. Yeah, and to never – Never underestimate the power of song or music. Yeah, it, under, yeah. Underneath the video, if you find, uh, you know, if you play "Fix You" by Coldplay or something on there, and just use the instrumental, it's a it, like everybody knows it's a very heartfelt song. So immediately when you hear that, it puts you in that state of mind. Of, oh, this is this is a little more serious, right? Or you could play. You know, I've had some videos on there's like the the Muppets on, do 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 do, you know, stuff like that, right? <laughs> That's really like, okay, good, man. Like, I'm, it's music, a little more upbeat. So music, yeah. yeah, music instantly, I think, can set a tone for a video. Yeah. Um, and again, with iMovie, it's easy just to add literally any song you want to. Certainly, there's copyright infringement. I think you can go on YouTube and see which songs you can and cannot use. But um, and there's a lot of free videos on YouTube. Like, there's a whole culture of people who just make music, beats, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Utilize. Yeah. Totally for videos like that. So there's a lot of uh, free stuff out there as well to use. Yeah, I think that's a great point on the audio. It's just like, in general, I mean, we do it all the time, right? You hear a song and you kind of almost think back to the last time you heard it and where you were and it brings back all these emotions that happen yeah. all the time, you know, with music. And so uh, I love that tip is that if you are editing and you do want to add a little bit of music, that can really help. Uh, uh, I know we try to do that with, like, our demo videos and things like that we make as well, just to even fill that blank space sometimes in yeah. the video. Um, but, yeah, it's totally just a, a great hook when it comes to kind of getting people emotionally involved. Um, and uh, I think it's a, a, a great thing to add if you can, for sure. Yeah. Like I said, with iMovie, it's super easy, too. So. Yeah, totally. Drag and drop. Yep. Deep Cuts with Paul Stewart. Thank you. Well, <laughs> so I'm I'm curious though, like you do, like I said, a really great job of, of making that connection and and really kind of personalizing these videos. But at the end of the day, you know, what's been your most successful video, or you know, is it like an accumulation of of all these messages that you have out there that are helping you hit your numbers? Yeah. So each, as we mentioned before, each video has its own purpose, right? Like the one you mentioned in the car. That was that was an introductory video to my tip. So I didn't, I really didn't expect a whole lot of uh, funnel or you know anything like that from that that video. Um, but it's more, hey, here I am. I'm a resource. Let me know how I can help. Um, but you do get the occasional message like, oh, hey, Paul, thanks for reaching out. We have this opportunity. We need some help with this. Sometimes it's, hey, we're having all kinds of problems. Fix it. And so it's like more work for you, right? But yeah, it is what it is. Um, but the, uh, the one that we, we purchased or still acquired, I don't think purchased Cisco, Cisco acquires a lot of companies, but we acquired one last year with another, uh, security to add to our security portfolio. And I was able to send that out. It, it created all kinds of funnel. It created all kinds of pipelines, set up all kinds of meetings. And, um, so ideally that's what you want to do with all of them. And, that, and that's just the one that was most recent. Uh, but every one of them has its own success, successes, um, and so it's hard to you know point on one directly because they they each have their own uh, you know little special place in my heart for what they've done for the business. 
but I think, like I said, just the more consistent you can be with it and sending it out, I think your customers start to appreciate it. They say, okay, it's going to be a 45 second video, video and he's going to share something relevant. I try to send it for relevant topics also. I don't want to just, you know, if I'm blasting weekly stuff just on, hey, it's me again, then it's like, oh, well, what are we doing, right? So um, make sure there's a purpose to each one. So to answer your question, there's, it's hard to point to one specifically because they've all, they've all done a good job of what they were intended to do. Yeah, that, that makes sense. So yeah. I'm curious though, did you ever have like an aha moment, or I guess maybe I should ask, how did you get started? You, I, I think you were kind of into making videos a little bit before you brought it to work, or was it vice versa? Uh, so they really kind of, all that kind of collided with one mob over the past few years with, so YouTube's been around forever, right? And great videos to watch, you know, Charlie bit my finger back in the day and chocolate rain and all that fun stuff, right? Um, but as I've, you know, as my family has grown personally, I'd like to share those videos with other family members across the country. So we started doing like a little family vlog and stuff like that. Uh, like I said, as, as a kid, I was always intrigued with like my grandfather's video camera and then he gave my dad one. So we'd mess around with it, but it was, you know, it was the old VHS. It was super clunky to do any sort of editing. You needed two VCRs and it just took forever. Right. So I've always kind of been interested in it, but never, you know, formally taken any classes. I look back now, I'm like, man, I wish I would have gone and done some film study or stuff like that, but just never did. Um, but like I said, now with all of the tools that are at your little at your fingertips, it makes it so easy. And it makes it fun. And for me, really, I, I enjoy making the videos for my daughter's softball teams and our little family vlog and stuff like that, just to share with our friends and family. And I hope that, you know, I hope YouTube's still around in 20 years where my kids can look back and be like, oh, remember the time we went to Disney World? Oh, yeah, the dad did the video. Then they can watch that. Or, you know, remember that tournament we played the one time in softball? And they can go back and watch the video on that. Uh, so that those sort of things are um, trying to create those memories. You know, nobody has picture albums anymore, right? They're not just sitting on the shelves anymore. So this is kind of the, the new evolution of where that has gone. So that's, that's really why, like, my interest now in it for personally and even professionally, right? It's just to, uh, like Kyle kind of mentioned, kind of evoke those emotions, um, share kind of lasting memories, hopefully be, be memorable to the customers. Um, but for my family and friends, hopefully – you know, share some of these videos. Hopefully they're fun. Hopefully they enjoy them and, and they remember them. It helps make their, make their day a little brighter, a little better. And they can always look back to those and like, oh, that was fun. Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, I, I like that. I have kind of a, a similar story myself as, you know, I liked video and I was into it, but I was never really into it. Yeah. And I kind of got to a point where I was like, you know, how can I start to, incorporate, you know, making videos into my actual career or job. And hey, here I am today. So um, <laughs> here we are, I should say. Uh, <laughs> so um, let's start to kind of wrap this up. We got some some fun questions, some some helpful questions for our audience here to wrap it up. Okay. Uh, 
how about this one? We ask everyone that's been on the VSP so far this question. How did you get over your fear of recording, if you ever even had a fear of recording? Because that's kind of a big thing that comes up for us, you know, working with one mob <laughs> customers is videos new. It's tough to get people over the hurdle of looking into that camera and delivering their message. Um, curious kind of if you ever had that moment where you were like uh, on the fence as far as uh, hitting that record button and delivering your message. No, ne never. <laughs> no, it's especially like especially now with editing is no problem. But I think the the bigger fear would be like like the one with the in the car. Like, uh, is is this over the line? Is this too much? So mine is more like, should I send this to you? Like, I love it. I think it's fun. But I'm like, will somebody think I'm an idiot? Will somebody think this is stupid? I'm like, well, if they do, then they do. Right? No, no big deal. Uh, so the, I guess the bigger fear is like how for me now it's not if I obviously ever been the fear of being in front of cameras like how far can I push the line without you know being seen as a nuisance or something like that does that make sense yeah yeah stop making us yeah. cry Paul <laughs> <laughs> yeah right uh, Paul but I think uh, the takeaway there even for like somebody who's just beginning you know you're on the opposite side of that spectrum obviously I think when it comes to like fear of getting on camera where you don't have it. But I think the takeaway can be that you know that, like, you can edit these. You can redo yeah. a take. You can, like, the pressure is off in that sense, and I think that's a great mentality to have coming into even doing your first video is unlike getting on the phones and cold calling people where if somebody actually picks up, like, you're live. You're on the clock. Like, there's no going back, right? Um, with yeah. video, it's the exact opposite. You can edit. You can do different takes. So as folks are getting comfortable, I think that's an awesome takeaway from you in that approach is just remember, you can edit, you can redo, like you can, you know, get it right before you do send it out. And at the end of the day, it doesn't have to be perfect, right? Yeah. Your videos yeah. are funny. They're, you know, they're not just scripted where you're just reading out the script and every single word is perfect. Um, so I think that that's a really great approach, even for someone just getting started to help with that fear is just know that you, you, you have redos here. There's a reason yeah, you that. have the time. Yeah, and you make a great point there too, Count. When when you send those introductory videos out, it makes those cold calls so much easier because you say, "Hey, Kyle, I you know the first thing is I sent you a video last week. Did you haven't? Did you get a chance to watch it? And oh, yep. yeah, no, whatever it is. Well, I was calling just to introduce myself. That's what the video was about. And then you've already started the conversation, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It turns a uh, you know a cold cold call into a warmish call, at least, right? Yep. I totally agree, man. Totally Great agree. point. Cool. So what else do we have? Yes. Uh, what would you give as one tip for someone that's just starting down their career path? So someone maybe that just graduated college, just getting into the workforce. doesn't have to be video-related at all, but like, oh, yeah, what's that yeah. one piece of advice that you would give that person? I <laughs> I still need that piece of advice. Uh, I took, so I took, I took a, like I said, a very untraditional route uh, to where I'm at now. I, I got drafted out of high school and played baseball for 10 years in the minor leagues and then uh, went to school as a, you know, as a father of two and had a third kid while I was in school. So, um, and I, I think, honestly, the thing that I really learned, though, was really learn to network. Uh, don't be afraid to talk to people. Uh, don't discount anybody because you never know. Uh, and I'm not saying use people, but I'm saying 
just maintain relationships with people because you never know what roles other people are going to get in. Um, so keep those up. Certainly, you know, LinkedIn is a great way to do that professionally, Facebook, uh, Instagram, whatever it is, right? But, you know, maintain those relationships. Keep up with people. Uh, genuinely show an interest in what they do because you, you never know where you're going to land or when you're going to cross paths with somebody else. So make sure make sure you are you know you're an affable good you know good person. Show interest in people and, and talk to them right. Just uh, and like I said, you're not trying to use anybody per se, but you never know you never know what what your life is going to lead down or where it might we might end up working with somebody else in the future and how you might be able to collaborate with them for a future position or things like that. So yeah, yeah. I love that. I think just genuinely be a good person. Yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong right. with that. Yeah, nothing wrong with that, man. Uh, so let's let's go to the 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 other side of that. It's, it's the last question here, which I love to ask and I love to get people's answers on this one, is if if we were able to give you or you were able to get and attain one superpower, anything in the world, it doesn't have to be an existing one. Just you have superhuman abilities in some way, shape, or form. What would that power be? Yeah. So. I think so. Time, so time travel, with without the ability to change anything, but I would be right. a uh, just a fly on the wall, right? I don't I don't want to change history. I don't want to be become rich or anything like. Well, I'd like to become rich, but um, you know, <laughs> I don't want to do it for personal personal gain. But I would love to go back and see uh, the Beatles at the height of Beatlemania. I would love to go back and see. How the pyramids were made were made because that's beyond fascinating to me that they built those without modern technology. Um, yeah, you know, go back and see Nirvana in Seattle before they got big. Uh, to go back and see a family dinner with my my brother and my parents when I was twelve and he was ten, like just yeah. to hear what we were talking about, just something like to me that would be super fascinating and super fun and. Um, that's awesome, man. I love yeah, that. I like that one. That's a unique one. Uh, we haven't had yeah. that before. So. Yeah, and I'm not I trying to write any wrongs or change things. Just would love to be, you know, kind like of. Like you fly on the wall, man. Just be there for those moments that you may have missed or want to relive. Yeah, that would be, that would yeah. be super cool, I, I think. Totally. Very cool power, Paul. Very cool. Um, well, awesome, man. This has, been, this has been really great. Thank you so much for your insight. I think, you know, uh, uh, folks are really going to, I think, take a lot away from just how they can be more creative with their videos, uh, your approaches, and just making them, and your kind of fearlessness around recording. So thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing that with us, Paul. Uh, before we sign off, uh, if folks do want to maybe get in touch with you or connect with you, how do they do that? Do they find you on LinkedIn, or what's the best place for folks uh, to connect with you, Paul? Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn, um, Paul Stewart at Cisco Systems. You can certainly do that, send a message through there. Um, you know, uh, hey, feel free to email if, you, if you'd like as well. I'm not sure. Can I, can I get that email out here? Go for it, man. Is that visible? Yeah. Okay, so it's, yeah, it's Paul Stew, P-A-U-L-S-T-E-W at Cisco.com, C-I-S-O, C-I-S. CEO, there you go. The uh, the technology people, not the food people. So yeah, um, yeah absolutely. Feel, feel free to reach out, and I can I can help out with any any advice or questions you guys might have. I'd love to do that. 
Awesome, Paul. Well, thanks again. And yeah, folks, feel free to reach out to Paul if you want some advice or just want to connect with somebody who, uh, you know, is, is just an awesome person and a really great resource, I think, to have in your network. So thanks again, Paul, for coming on. Um, if, you, if anyone listening wants to join us, email us at vsp at onemob.com uh, and we'll get you on the show. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Kyle N. Patel uh, on Twitter. You can follow Rob, One Mob Rob. Uh, that's his actual Twitter <laughs> handle, One Mob Rob. Um, I need a cool nickname now, too. But anyway, folks, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you on the next one.